Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. I'm joined as ever in our weekly look at the world of television and pop culture, but really television. It's always television. Let's just stop saying it's anything else. When was the last time we looked at anything pop culture? When? Already interrupted by that's the voice But but honestly, when? I mean, come on. This now is the voice of Stephanie L. (laughs) Seelan. What's the L for? Lunatic. Um, lovely. Oh, you've brought Ooh. that around. Do you know what? This yeah. is a change of tack. Yeah, it and really is. K.S. Ribeiro is here as well. Sensational. Oh. Special. Special. Mm. In a good K. way. Special K. I'll take Special that. Special K. Special K. Do you ever get to call that yeah, at school? Yeah, all the time. Oh. oh. Did you ever eat Special K? <laughs> no, not so much. I did because you remember that lady's, the K was like the l- woman's legs the running. Red legs, yeah. yeah. You know it changed, Special K. Did it? You don't remember. <laughs> In the, back in the day, yeah. the original Special K mm. was a kind of small little crinkly um, cereal. Little, little, do you remember? Oh, a bit shriveled yeah, up. like shriveled yeah. up. And Ooh. then suddenly, a few years ago, it became like a flakes thing. And they're, they're now quite bigger flakes. What? I'm going to be yes. honest, right? The, you know I'm I, right. Also, I just never knew that you'd be a Special K expert. But I, I love I've got a question. I've cereal? got a question for you then. Love do you remember cereal. the cereal Start? Yeah, of course. Oh my god, I used to love that. So yeah. It was like little triangle things. Yeah. Where's that? Now? You know the cereal they don't make anymore because it's too sugary. What? Ricicles. Right, you are joking so the spaceship ones. I used ones. to love ricicles. They're like when the, I was growing up. They, it's literally sugar. Oh my god, ricicles were the best because it was yeah. the little guy in the like the the Ch- red and yes. yellow. Can I just hat? say, John Dan, pr- producer, oh. editor, guru, is is shaking his head. I love ricicles. Although, if any, so if, if any cereal brands want to sponsor us, guys, get in touch. Well, for the, the, yeah. Just one quick thing on ricicles. When did they stop doing ricicles? Can um, you still get them in the variety packs? Quite, I think I'm, I'm going to say about five years ago. No, you don't get them in the variety packs now either. It's wow. really sad. Yeah, they, that they is were incredibly sad. That is sad. We're starting on a really sad note. More importantly, yeah, today okay. we are reviewing. It could have been a comedy special. At one point, it was looking like a comedy special. Then I ran out. I've only got two comedies out. For oh, three. it's very much not a but comedy special. Two thirds of these are comedies, though. Okay. What do you mean? Two thirds are comedies. Yeah, two, two out of the okay, three okay. slices of meat. Hang ups is the new comedy series co-created by Stephen Mangan. It's going to be on Channel Four. He's such next... a busy chap. <laughs> He's a busy fella. He really is. He's he really everything. is. That's one of the shows we're reviewing. Judge Ramesh, as in Ramesh Ranganathan, Kay's favourite. Yep. We're going to review that. That's the second show of his that we've been reviewing. I would say in There's the not enough. about, There's what, four weeks, five weeks? There's not enough of Judge Ramesh. No, and he's got more coming out later this good. year as well. Good, 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 good. The year of Ramesh. Ramesh's time. <laughs> Catchy. <laughs> yeah. That's the title of his next TV special. <laughs> Ramesh's time. He just didn't know that. And finally, the non-comedy, very much not a comedy in any way whatsoever, Cardinal, colon, Blackfly Season, which is starting on BBC God, Four pl- oh, on Saturday at nine o'clock. It's the new BBC Four Saturday night foreign drama. However, Steph must have been thrilled because even oh, though God, this is foreign, foreign, it's Canadian and it's in the English language. It's not a read, honestly. I pressed play and I was like, oh, interesting gosh. fact about this show though. Do you know one interesting fact about it before we get to the full Yeah, meet? I do, I do. They film it in um, Canadian and French Canadian as well. Like, a bit oh, like those did. Welsh shows. Oh, like Keeping yeah. Faith. Yeah, which is why I kind of thought it might have been in, with subtitles, in French, but it's not. It's in, they film it in English language and French, yeah. Interesting, oh, isn't it? Maybe, is maybe some French um, subtitles will come up at some point. I don't think so. Okay. Oh, no, God. That what? wouldn't make any sense. And before all of that, though, of course, it's time for what we've all been watching, Steph's... <laughs> Second got, no, by second so, video diary. I'm hardly doing anything this week. I've I got am the being, giggles today. No, I I'm, listen, I'm hardly doing anything. It is just, and I'm going to whiz through them so quickly. But in your terms, though, you, in your terms, oh, it's hardly so, doing anything. Honestly, I'm going to whiz so through quick. the 35 it's, suggestions. It's so, so quick. Okay, get so, the so counter quick. ready. Yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. Okay, firstly, are you all Number watching one. The Unforgotten? Cool. Yes. So we previewed this. Mm-hmm. I have watched ahead. It's just called Unforgotten, by the way, not The Unforgotten. Just want to... Is it? Yeah. Just Unforgotten. Just one word. And I don't like to be picky. I do like to be picky. It's just called Unforgotten. Yes, I'm sure. Hmm. I'll prove it to you. Carry on. Okay. Unforgotten. What's the Unforgotten then? Is it anything? I think there was a film. Yeah. The The Unforgiven. Unforgiven. No, that's also not the. Yeah, no. That's also Unforgiven. Maybe there's nothing called the. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. How far are you in it? I am four deep. Ooh. I'm three. Are you? Yeah. Now. In case you didn't listen to every single podcast that we've done and know that we reviewed it, Why not? it's the same um, kind of format all the way through that a body is found and then a collection of people are introduced and they are somehow interlinked with the murder of 
whoever's body has been found. Oh, all right. Okay, now. it's unforgotten. All yeah. right. Are you happy? Just proving. Now? Well, I just oh, know. Okay, fine. That's the thing I'm picking out. Unbelievable. Kay's getting angry that I've been picky. Carry on. Right, I'm not. Okay. Oh, that again is just my face. That is just her face, Boyd. Okay, so this time a woman has turned up in the tarmac when they're building a new road. Unfortunate. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> that is unfortunate. And don't make me laugh. And then I look not like not the, the unfortunate, just, just unfortunate. unfortunate. <laughs> And it turns out that she is a twin and she's been missing for a very long time, presumed deceased, which she indeed is. And then they find out that a load of people who stayed at a house together, um, she perhaps did a bit of cleaning for them. Anyway, it's all coming together. Twin, can I just say, sorry to interrupt again, twin played by Brona War. Who's a non-twin. Yeah, twin yeah. played by yeah, who of of Hollyoaks etc. Fame and yeah. the Fall. The who fall. I did a great radio. Um, I'm not saying I was great, but I did a radio show with mm. her last week on Five Live, where we had a discussion, a half hour discussion about women on television. Oh yeah, and she was being brilliant. victims or no, no, just just generally that you know how why aren't there no more women in in on front of camera directors etc. She's great, isn't writers, she? and she's she brilliant. Is she's great. a real advocate for um, you know women in on screen. Well, so and she off should screen. be. But no, but some people aren't, you know. She, she likes she active, the girls. She's an activist in yeah. that sense. And Good. she was great. And we also had the uh, woman from the brilliant Derry Girls as well. Oh, Nicola, Nicola Coughlin. Oh, she yeah. is so great. So I was on the radio with these two brilliantly oh, talented powerhouses. I love yeah. her. Anyway, they're both brilliant, yeah. Anyway, carry on. What's the situation with Derry Girls? I They're making a new soon, yeah. No, 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 she's she filming tw- it soon. She tweeted us, the Unmissables, when we complimented the show. She is fantastic. She is incredibly Boy funny. just headbutted the mic. I did headbutt the microphone Boys, with my glasses. safety first, So, please. carry okay. on. So, can I just say... For that, As I always say, you can say whatever you like. Well, I'm just going to mention that if you've started Unforgotten and you feel like a certain mother of mine, like, she literally said to me... Is it just the same? Is they just, are they just going to find a body and it's just going to be a collection of people? You mean your mother? My actual mother. A certain mother, mother of right, mine. A certain mother of mine. <laughs> How many and mothers have like, you got? Well, I, I, I don't know. But okay. just definitely this one that I'm aware of. Right. Right. And she was like, is it the same? I've just got her to start watching the series. So she watched the last two. And she was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to bother if it's just the same format. And I was like, that's the whole point of it. If you are slightly bored with the format... Episode four, let me just say, is a huge, huge twist. So if you are in some way bored with the format, please don't be stupid. Don't be silly like Sally, okay? It's silly gets Sally. really, really, really good. Are you good. calling your own mum stupid? In the knowledge that she doesn't just, listen to yeah. this. She doesn't yeah, I'm giving listen. you the chance to read. Uh, as I've told you, she doesn't listen because she said to uh, me, I don't know what time it's on. <laughs> I've told that you old that. chestnut. I don't know that's what time good. it's on. Yeah. Classic yeah. Sally. Did you think it's a blog? Someone was saying the other day on a podcast that they were trying to... I mean, it was Simon Mayer wrote in the Radio Times about his... And he, his mum was confused between a blog and a podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, me and Simon, honestly. Yeah. Right. Podcast. So, talking of podcasts, newly launched podcast... Brett Goldstein films Ooh. to be buried with. Oh, yeah. Have we all listened She's to this? Done us here. Yeah. This is absolutely. <laughs> I've seen it advertised. I haven't listened to it. Yet. Fantastic. Okay, so there's only two out at the moment. So it's basically a podcast where he talks to various people about how they'd like to die, and then they talk through their, all their favourite films and basically films to be buried with. It's really funny. The fir- please do not be put off by the first episode, which is with James A. Caster, and it's just because it's. He, he records it in his kitchen, so the sound's a bit strange. Have you listened to it, Boyd? No, I haven't. No. Right, okay, so the sound is a bit strange. Don't be put got, off you know, by I that. You've got John Dan in. John Dan, have you listened to it? it sounds he has. He, he so the audio. I think he works on it. The, do you? Kind of. Semi. Oh, no. Not, not the audio, well, though. Hold on. But not the audio. He's Moonlighting. Moonlighting cannot be yeah, accepted yeah, on this yeah, podcast, Jan. John, John Dan has to make decisions lo- right now who he stands with. I, was it, it, could have been in, it could have been in his kitchen. I don't know. Anyway, who knows? But it's very, John very John just funny. made a note to edit all that out. If you love if you love just reminiscing about great films, you'll absolutely love this podcast. So James A. Caster is the first one. And they've also got Catherine Ryan, and that's the other, that's the second one. But they're going to have Ashling B and Nish Kumar and someone else who are can't remember but it's really really good you will enjoy it they're, they're not, comedians aren't they yeah they're all comedians it's, so it's not clearly, as good as this podcast but it, it's it's average when you say it's not as good as this podcast is it really is it better maybe boyd what boyd you what? are really you, you are oh, you have set you are on the road to buy us another pat yeah. val that's all i'm saying yeah. oh you've got to send a pat val cake to some <laughs> of our we'll get to that and we'll get to that tweet and tweets and stuff yeah tweets cakes and stuff as it's now known now, the other things I wanted to mention were... So this is number three. As Sorry. we talked about this morning, three Boyd, they're making a Deadwood film, yes. okay? Now, as featured in um, Heat's uh, TV news section. 
Indeed. No, now, I true. just want to tell people that if you are not familiar with Deadwood, the TV series, you can watch it all on Amazon Prime. And no. I loved this series so much. It's got, um, you'll love it, it's got Lovejoy in it. Ooh, in yeah. McShane. It love, no, Lovejoy. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, oh. actual. <laughs> it would be brilliant. Do you know what? I'd love it if um, the character of Lovejoy was pulled back to appear in Deadwood somehow. Oh, how yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Has he got a leather jacket? He does have kind of... He has a waistcoat. Yeah, leather waistcoat. Yeah, yeah he does yeah. have a waistcoat. Mm. It's really, really good. Have you ever watched Dead... Did you watch Deadwood no. series on? No. Oh, it's fantastic. Yes. It's got... Do you know who's in it? You know in that thing with Leo Schreiber, which I can't recall the name of? Oh, Ray yes. Donovan. Ray, Donovan. Ray Donovan. You know yeah. his wife? Yeah, I love she, her. She's in Deadwood. All right. She was in it years ago. I'm penciling that down. And also that nice woman from Lost in Space. The woman who plays the wife in Lost in Space, she's mm. in Deadwood. And finally, two last things I just want to mention that I've Four started watching. Five. Four and five. Mm. I've started watching Lucky Man, because on the sky. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Stan Lee's. Yeah, Stan Lee's Lucky I, Man. Did we not, did, I deliberately didn't pick it for us to do as a bit meet, as a review meet bit. Why? Um, when it Why? Because A, I thought we might have done it before, and mm. Kay has a thing about us doing the same show. Yeah, series, she's a real stickler series one for that. Two. And B, because I'm not a huge fan of it, to be brutally honest. Uh, Me too. I can... Neither am I. Okay. It's one of those shows that I've kind of seen on and Mm. thought, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. But once I watched kind of two episodes in a row, I actually really quite like it. okay. Are you on the new series or have you gone back to the beginning? So this is season three. Yeah, I'm on season three. I'm on season three. So the the whole premise is that... James Nesbitt is a serial gambler and he gets has this bracelet put on a cuff, him, yeah. a cuff that's put on put on him, which means that he has got a huge amount of luck. But equally, there somebody has to have every bad time luck. He every has time a bit he has good luck, luck doesn't he have bad, someone yeah, he loves? Yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. Stan Lee's lucky man. He came up with the concept. Yeah, it's, I like it. And then I'm just going to let you know. Is finally, this, this no, this, no, no, this really is, this is, is finally. Five. Okay. Okay, there is just two things. Uh, okay, five. Oh, you're watching okay. Power. I think okay. we need to relook at what you think the word finally I said, means. I said this. I've uh, done this, this all good, in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is great. A big thing has happened in Power. Okay. Oh, Power, yeah, yeah. With Fiddy sent. Oh, with oh God, Fiddy. I think he's doing some bad dealings in Power. But anyway, his character. Um, his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, let's legally say that. Yeah. Basically, the bad guy ghost and Angela the bad cop, guy ghost. Yeah. The I'm bad out. guy, his I'm name out. is Ghost. Ghost. Oh, fine. I thought you right. meant the bad guy Ghost. Yeah. No. no, the bad guy's name is Ghost. And Angela, they have not seen each other for a series and a half, okay? They were lovers, okay? And then Ooh. she didn't realise she was hunting him. Do you remember I told you the premise of it last Absolutely week? Absolutely remember everything you said yeah. last week. Spoiler. <gasps> They've had a meeting. I'll just leave it there. They've had a meeting. They've okay. had a meeting. That's I a think, big deal for like that. That is a big deal for people mm. who care about power. And then this really is lastly, I've started, <laughs> I've gone back to Billions and I'm oh. watching it from the beginning and Random. I've decided it is good. You seem to have graduated from your Netflix obsession to a new Sky obsession. Mm. Have you got a new Sky or something? And Amazon had, Prime. Have you had Sky Q in- installed or something? Oh, I've Billions had Sky Q. And um, Lucky Man. Yeah. And I think something else you mentioned are all on, on Sky. On Sky. The just worm has turned. Yeah. Okay. I just feel, do you know what this hasn't, I have to say, there hasn't been some, like loads of great new stuff on Netflix, I didn't think. You can say it. I, I just have, there's not been a really amazing new series or wow. anything for a while. Devastating. Right. Yeah. Thank right. you very much for that. Uh, short list? Shorter than It was some. short. Yeah. It was concise. I mean, was it, it was seven concise. and eight? Seven, eight? I, mm. Hold on, one, two, five. Six. What John Dan says six. We've got to go with the adjudicator. Yeah. Yeah. I've forgotten. John C. Brady, Deadwood, Lucky Matt Power. Oh, I do go on, don't yeah. I? Right, I'm going to be quiet yeah. now. Well, listen, I'm going to balance it out because I haven't got a lot to tell you about because I've been watching Love Island and Love Island oh. has taken oh. up a lot of my time. Yeah. Get a life. I mean, and, well, the final happened. You let yourself down. You the final happened down. last night, so it's over down. for me. So, But you, okay, what do you, well, we're recording this on Friday. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Who do you think won? I'm she just said, wait a minute, you've, she just pretended that the final had been on last night. Now you've ruined that by asking... The uh, illusion, but I'm happy yeah. to I answer the question. I want to be truthful. I don't want to lie to the pogs. Transparent. Right. So when this comes out on Tuesday, the final will have happened. I wasn't pretending it was Monday. I was just saying the final will have happened yesterday. Oh, I thought you said the on... final has happened. I thought no. you, oh, I thought you were pretending. Oh, God, isn't he pernickety today? Yeah. Yeah. There oh, you sorry, are. Sorry, apologies. No, it's fine. <laughs> if everything goes to plan, Jack and Danny. Janny. Janny should absolutely walk it. That's Danny, Danny Dye's daughter. Danny Dye's daughter. Mm-hmm. Also Did called Did you Danny. know that, I'm sure you do know, 
grandmother suck eggs, etc. But did you know that the rough estimate of how much the winner of Love Island can earn, will earn, oh. in the next year? No, I don't know this. The first all the year. Facts it was today. on the radio this morning. It was on Five Live this morning. They yeah. had someone. So what they did was they said, they put out the question, compare what the winners of Love Island are expected to earn in the first year of Louis mm. Levine compared to what the earnings of someone who's just graduated from university oh, would God. be. Right, so the earn- basically the earnings of graduate from university <laughs> are something like you know thirty thousand pounds. Is it? If you're lucky, I mean you know. If you're very lucky, Love Island it's going to be one and a half million. Yeah. What is the? Yeah, then put it into so context. A, put it into context of a footballer a year. Why are you being? Why are you offended by this? It's not. It's not. I thought you. No, I know. It's, I know, not, it's I'm not an unusual thing to be offended I'm by. I'm not going to go. Well, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, well, it's yeah. a weird thing. <laughs> to take I it's a new way of slagging off Love Island. No, no, it's oh, not. No, it's just factually interesting. Okay, yeah. They're going to earn a million, million and a half. I take it back. Out of it, which is incredible, isn't it? People I mean, it is a sad indictment. Say, it is a sad indictment about our education system. I don't think it's a sad indictment. I think it is. Did you you can go on Love Island and earn one and one point one million in a year, or you can go to university? and... Pretty much anyone can go to university. <gasps> that is so not true. I well, hate it when people say anyone can go to university. That is not true. A lot more people are going to go to university than will appear on Love Island. That's yeah, that's factually, factually true. true though. And true. if you have made it into university, well done, because it isn't that easy. Of course. I don't, I'm, not, I'm totally pro-university. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying it's interesting that Love Island is that direct route to vast fortunes for those women. If we've got any university pogs listening, uni pogs, get in touch. Let us know. You pogs. And of course, the, the difference is now, it's only Love Island is the only reality show. I mean, because I'm assuming it doesn't really count because they're already famous and they're already being paid a lot to be in it. And it but if you're talking about a, a, a um, reality show featuring normal people, you know. Pogs. People, exactly. Pogs. A pog reality show. It's the only one where you're guaranteed that level because Big Brother what, doesn't Big Brother? anymore. No, definitely not. I mean, I mean, who yes, can name yeah, a course. recent win of Big Brother? Yeah, yeah. No one knows from from Adam. Master Whereas, oh, I oh, think, Bake Off. Uh, well, Bake I think that's Off. In the reality, I think they're talking Big okay. Brother. You know, X on the Beach, Geordie Shore, right. all of those types of shows. Anyway, I've had my say. Carry on. That was very interesting. Thanks. Good fact. So I've been continuing to watch Sharp Objects with Amy oh, Adams. Oh, I've you? been watching that yet. It continues to be good. Boyd, what about you? Have you been watching it? Can well, I? you know, I watched seven. I, I, we were given on the HBO um, preview service, we were given access to seven of the eight episodes mm. all I'm in one on go. Three. I watched all seven. I binged on all seven wow. in the space of about half a day. But now I'm furious because they're not going to give me the finale because they want everyone to watch finale. The finale. Finale. They're not going to give me the finale. The finale. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna uh, so I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to wait effing like six weeks or whatever for the finale. Now you know how live. I feel when they don't put all the things out so at once. It's No, I've totally made an irritating role for my back. You've done your you could, could ask them. No, no, no. I could read the book. That's one way around it. I oh, read God. The book. Mm, but I am waiting. I think, I think it is the best drum of the year so I far. I find it quite slow, actually. Oh, well, interestingly, because... Yeah. Uh, Do you know what I have to say? So I'm on episode three. I just watched two yesterday. I found it slow as well. Oh, God. I do see, find it slow. But slow to the point that I've wa- I re-watched the first episode three times because I what? just yeah because I just I mean, <laughs> I mean that's I, I, just weird. is it slow or you slow I mean that combination of both of those things but no I did find it really it was so slow, slow you wanted to sit through you know the slowness you again you know when something's a bit time. slow and yeah. then you go off and do something else and you go oh god we watch it and then I, that happened to me three times oh, you lost concentration you mean yeah, it's just a bit. I you're getting think interrupted it's by the Amby George it's doing stupid things, and the dog. I think we're so quite spoiled in terms of dramas being quite fast, and so when it's slower, then you just it is kind slow. Of, I don't think. Well, it I chan- I, I disagree. I think it's deliberately paced, and there's not much incident. It's not it's, so. It's not like um, there's action, incident, and incident. It's it, it's creating a mood and an atmosphere. Mm. And I think it builds and builds and builds. I think it's completely riveting from start to finish. So that's why I, I disagree. So I, I don't think it can be that slow. But I was on the radio again with, with Emma Bullimore from TV Times, Kay's new friend, and she agreed. She, she said, oh, I knew you'd love it. This was all happened on live radio. Yeah, so I'm she not sounds like a girl we'd like. She was yeah. like, yeah, I knew you'd love it to me. And she thought it was... I think she was sort of boring. I, I don't think riveting is... I don't think riveting... It's not riveting. It's riveting. Riveting. riveting is something you would say about something that was a bit more fast-paced. Riveting. No, it's, um, that's the point I'm making. It doesn't need to be fast-paced to be riveting. It definitely it sets, it definitely sets no, it the doesn't. mood. No, you're wrong. Because 2001 Space Odyssey is one of the greatest films of all time. It, that is really slow. There's a huge chunk of 2001 in the middle. It's about 45 minutes on a space station where nothing happens. Riveting. Okay. I, what I, are you saying? I just really think we need to talk about the word riveting. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been I've been watching Sharp Objects, and um, <laughs> uh, and I've also been furiously listening to The Teacher's Pet, and I've galloped through oh. that, and I've just got episode eleven now. You so have started to. such a thing in the office. Everyone is listening to that now. I'm on I'm on nine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is, is it? Yeah. Does it get even better? Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to spoil Are it for anyone. Even Boyd's watching it, but Boyd is a bit of a problem with it, don't you, Boyd? I'm not watching it because it's a podcast. But oh um, God! <laughs> Do you know what, Look, Boyd? You are. I really think you really... need to be less of Peter Pedant today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one likes you today. No one likes it. Any hands up who likes Boyd today? Oh no hands! I, I apologise for correcting wrong. Yeah, facts. I'm conflicted actually because I'm saying you're a pedant, but I do mm, like to be factually yeah, accurate. Yeah, I don't think Atkin, Acacia's is trying to. Okay, gang let me up start again. Usual. You're you're anyway, listening to it, but you have. A I'm not even going to express my reservation about it because you both you so. You were both so furious with me when we discussed it outside of the podcast no, in no, real IRL fu- in real life that uh, I can't even begin to go express on. My our fury has subsided. I've thought about it, and I, I see. I take your point. I'm, I'm up to like four or five now, and I think it's very good. It's an incredible story, and it's it's. I'm fascinated, of course, fasc- fascinated by it. all I said was I thought episode two in particular, but a little bit episode three as well. It suffers a bit from over length, and I think I think you know if you compare it to the serials, these the the huge classic true crime podcasts yes which are kind of brilliantly put together almost too slick for their own good i would say actually funnily enough sometimes oh. like they're so the storytelling is so precise no pleasing sign i know so what i think about this one is like the second episode where he was establishing what it was like at the school where everyone was having affairs with maybe we should just quickly it, it, say this is a story about a man called chris dawson whose wife lynn dawson went missing one day and some people believe that he killed her to move in his young lover um, was who was a 15-year-old girl called Joanne Sims from school. Allegedly... Was she 16 when she moved Allegedly, yeah, she was 16 yeah, when she moved in. be careful. It's, this is cases. He's never been convicted, right. but allegedly right. she's under the pool. Right. So anyway, anyway, I just thought it took a long time. It, took an, it was like 50 minutes establishing what, the, what it was like in the school in terms of the teacher sleeping with his pupils. And I think it literally could have been dealt with in about 10 minutes. And I think it would have been in like an equivalent serial. And then the episode three, I thought was interesting again, where it started off by going, right, we're going to hear from the woman, the, 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 the victim or who, she did, the disappeared woman. And again, that took a long time to get to the point. So I just think, and I think, and I don't know whether it's because they feel it has to be, you know, the irony is, of course, Kay thinks every episode of this show is over long. But, <laughs> you know, I always, I wonder whether they feel it, because right. it's a podcast that each episode has to be about 50 minutes just... Or, with, or I, I just think it's maybe in the same way as sharp loose. objects. It's setting the tone, oh, and it's yes. you know, strange. Don't find it riveting. I know I am riveted. That's the thing. I do find it riveting. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it it could have been much shorter. Do you know what, anyway. Dave? You've okay. got an answer for everything. Right now, anyway, just to the new thing that I've been watching, and I know you'll probably take the piss out of it. Oh God, love your garden, right? <laughs> oh, this Lord. gives me unbridled joy. Okay, so anyone who doesn't know this... She's used the word unbridled. It makes me so happy. (laughs) Let's talk (laughs) about your unbridled garden. Yeah. Alan Titchmarsh, um, it's his show. So if you don't know, so episode one's already been on, but you can catch up on that, don't worry. Fantastic. It's on Tuesdays, ITV, 8pm. It's basically someone who deserves to have their garden made over because they do good oh. things. Alan Titchmarsh and his team come in so and do it, do a beautiful like makeover. Force. Yeah, basically. No, but this one was more like, <laughs> yeah, this one's like even grandpa. bigger focus on the fact that the person who is um, receiving the makeover, garden makeover, it's is worthy. incredibly worthy of it. Yeah. So in the first episode is a 90-year-old lady <gasps> called Betty. Oh, Betty. And she she is so cool because she's she's so active at the age of 90 and she volunteers, she's a do-gooder, she's got macular degenerative... She's a do-gooder. Dis- that's not... A- that's not, you know. That's she a does. She thought. does good deeds. Okay, <laughs> good. she does good deeds. I only recently found out that the word do-gooder is not. Very yeah, it's a pejorative. Not, yeah, but I, yeah. I, okay, I didn't, I didn't mean that. that. She yeah. does good. Just, she does good deeds. Yeah. She's got macular uh, degenerative disease, which means that she's losing her eyesight. Yet she still does so much for everyone else. She abseiled down this huge tower, like was it the Southampton Harbour's Spinnaker Tower in 2016 oh, to raise money. Yeah. Who hasn't abseiled down? Yeah. yeah. Don't sorry, take the piss out, Betty. Don't accuse us taking the piss out, Betty. We would. We want to hear more about Betty's garden. <laughs> well, yeah, so she, she's done so much for everyone, but her garden is like a concrete jungle, and she can't really... She used to love the gardening, but had to stop doing it because she couldn't see oh, very well. She can abseil, but she can't garden. Steph, she's got Steph visual problems. Yeah, she's oh, got visual problems. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, she's yeah. ninety years old. Okay, it just seems odd that someone would. <laughs> wow. I mean. Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, who's so been I picky apologize. now? And I about apologize. a ninety-year-old hero. I apologize. Mm. She definitely needs deserves to have her garden done. What did she have done? <laughs> Thank God, Betty's passed the Steph test. I'm so sorry, Betty. If I'm you're not going to tell you any more pogs, but if you want to watch it, <gasps> oh, um, love your gardens on classic. Tuesdays, ITV, 8 no, p.m. What did they do to the and garden? Did they dig it up and can do also some catch up pots? on that first episode with Betty, 90 year old hero, on ITV Player? Well, the chilly atmosphere <laughs> shall warm up 
Is that, is that, is that it for your... Uh, That's all I have to say. Oh, Move on. But there's more things you've watched. Are there? She doesn't want to talk about it. you cutting yourself short? I do not want to talk about it. We've oh, upset her. This is great. I've upset I'm her. upset on behalf of Betty, but anyway. Right. Mm. What have you been watching, Boyd? Thanks. Um, I've been watching... Well, we both went to see the screening of Strangers, which is this new ITV drama series created by two new youngsters to the world of TV writing, Mark Denton and Johnny Stockwood. Welcome. Um, you may well not have heard of them. Haven't this is heard the first of them. thing they've ever done. Right. Um, it does star the excellent and indeed very famous John Sim, Ooh. who is in a lot of ITV dramas, let's face it. Ooh. Emilia he Fox. He was in trauma, wasn't he? He was in trauma. Mm. He was most recently Life on reviewed Mars. on this very Life on Mars a while ago. Uh, Just say not it. reviewed on this very <laughs> podcast because it didn't <laughs> exist. Um, and Emilia Fox of Silent Witness fame mm. and many other things. And it's all about... I was going to say it was embargo, but I don't think it was, was it? I think we're free to discuss it, I think, pretty much. Oh, double check that. Um, I think it's fine. Um, this is Boyd saying all this, by the way, on TV. This is me saying this. Mm-hmm. It's a very immediately gripping thriller mm. um, in which he is living in London. He's a professor living in London. Um, his wife, Megan, played by Dervla Kerwin, who we see the first thing that happens in the whole series, so this isn't giving anything away, is killed in a car crash in Hong Kong and she seems to spend half her life in Hong Kong half her life with him back Mm. in London and that's the premise Mm. and it's immediately within about 10 minutes I think I might say there's a huge big twist and it's I thought it was incredibly I'm going to use the word riveting again Um, this is fast moving and riveting Mm. was what did you say what did she have a double life was she leading a double life was I she? can't even tell you. It's not, she must it's, be. I can't say. She had half a time in stop, Hong Kong. Stop speaking, Steph. Stop right, guessing. Okay, fine. Anyway, it was really good, and it was uh, it was a uh, very interesting to watch it and see the Q and A afterwards. Mm. Wasn't it? Kay? And Hong Kong visually. Oh yeah, Hong Kong. Amazing. amazing. So, like the film there, it's really good. Like real world Blade, Blade Runner. Oh, Blade Runner. You love anything Blade Runnery. Oh yeah, you don't like because it's dystopian. Okay, let's move on. <sighs> Should we talk a bit more about Betty's garden? (laughs) Sorry, Kay. If Betty is listening, and, you know, I'm sure she is, I'd like to apologise on behalf of both Boyd and Steph. I didn't say anything. I was fully supportive of Betty. You were a little bit snooty-magooty as well. Not at all. No, Mm -hmm. no. Sorry, Betty. It's a move on. Um, And the only other thing I've watched this week, I watched Ready Player One again. It's on on, uh, iTunes, Mm -hmm. on Ultra HD, on your 4K Ultra HD, if you've got that facility, on your television. And um, what I wanted to say was that it, pay, it pays repeat viewings. I enjoyed it very much the first time. Mm. But there's a brilliant documentary in the extras. So if you buy it on the iTunes... How much is it? I don't know. I'm going to guess 12 quid. That's a total guess. 12 quid? I think that's too much. Yeah. Okay. I think that's really dear. It may not be that much. It may be 10 quid. Okay, I think we should find out. I'm going to have a good one. Boyd will make up the difference for any poggies buying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should be around £3.50. That's a verbal contract, everyone. Um, How much do you think it should be? £3.50. Okay. £3.50? Yeah, but you know that when you used to go to Blockbuster, you get two films for £3.50. You used to be able to. Yeah, but I just think that's, I think that's whack. Blockbuster video. Wow, what a difference. Yeah, That's given Boyd enough time to look up the price. The funny thing is, it doesn't give me the price because I've already paid for it, you see. Oh, uh, right, great. So, and this you is a, are, do you know what this is? So much money, this it doesn't is even matter. The podcast, as gripping as it gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, okay, he's having a go you know at me now. This if podcast, I was very defensive and took these personally, I'd be offended and miserable. But hey, I'm fine with Boyd, it. You Boyd, this, say what this you like. podcast is riveting. Yeah, it is riveting. My discussion of Ready Play One is definitely riveting. Anyway, I'm not recommending the film, listeners. And people in this room. Steven Spielberg, no, no, the good. no, 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 the film is good. I've said that. It's the documentary about the making of Ready Player One that's in the extras. How when long you buy is it? it on iTunes, it's about 50 minutes, 55 Fine. minutes. That's good length. And it's fascinating because this is one of the, this is a film, every now and then there's a film that pushes back the boundaries of technology, whether it be Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park was the first real CGI, you know, you saw these. Dinosaurs made of CGI. An excellent and film. it was a game changer. It was a game changer. So, they're, you know, 2001, keep going mm. about it, that was a game changer. God. In a way, Ready Player One is as well. And, it, when, and you almost don't realise that until you watch the making of documentary how complicated it was to do what they did in that film. Like half the film is in this virtual gaming world mm. and half the film is set in the future, a dystopian future. Of course, oh. you boycotted it. But watching Stevie Spielberg go through the whole process... You just call him Stevie. Stevie. You're not allowed to do that. Watching him go through the whole process with the, with the actors and the um, designers and the costume people, it's fascinating. It's brilliant. Honestly, if you're into... Obviously into the film, but if you're into filmmaking and um, how, the, how it all ha- happens, they just did a diary of the whole process. Even like when they're casting, him going, oh, what's so-and-so been in? You know, Ty Sheridan, what's I... so-and-so been in? It's great. I um, reckon it's better than the it. film. 
Um, I mean, I wouldn't disagree. Oh. It wow. might even be better Listen, than the film. Move. John Dan, what's the time code on this? And he's writes down they've agreed for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, so uh, Ready Player One. I think it'll be on the official. So that, as often happens these days, that digital download on iTunes is available before it's come out on physical DVD, okay. Blu-ray, etc. Well, I'm sure Pogs, that making of will be on those formats. Pogs, as well. be prepared to spend twelve pounds, but it could be less. But yeah. Boyd can't That's be funny, bothered to well, find out what the price is. It doesn't show me because I've already. Unlike you, I don't illegally download stuff. I pay for it. <gasps> Okay, that was a scathing attack Ooh. on me. It's allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. illegally done. Yeah, John Dunn's taught us about that word recently. Yeah. Now allegedly. we move on to what I like to call tweets and cakes and stuff. Oh, it's actually known as the, the tweets, tweets before, before the meat. Right. You can't just make up your own. We, so for it, boy. we've had a tweet from at Fenwood. He's our one of, one oh, of yeah. our yeah prolific pro- Phil products. Henwood. Yeah, this is his actual name. Yeah. Yeah, but at Fenwood. Yeah, yeah, Fenwood. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to call him Fenwood. Yeah, 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 Twist yeah, yeah, yeah. friends, Fenwood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he said, great show today, guys. Boyd, Jonathan, Hilton, hilarious. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, not deliberately. And um, he said, Eddie is definitely the best Ed. Eddie yeah, from Fraser. Yeah, which suggested that. Thanks. Did um, he say anything nice about stuff? Yeah. Did he? Well, it's coming up. Oh, Phil? Okay. And he said, already halfway through my third listen. Hopefully, I'm still your furthest flung pog. Now, I thought Steph was originally the only person to listen to our podcast more At than all. Thank once. Thank you so much once, for yeah. revealing that, Kay. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, she, how many times she listened to it? I listened to every podcast three times because... How many times? Three times. Three times. I do and she's th- in the room, so actually technically fourth time. Okay, I do that because I like to count like- up the amount of times that Boyd insults me, mm-hmm. which is a, was a, a record all-time high last week. Um, <laughs> but I also just like to know how we're sounding. Um, we, we've made no improvements since we started, <laughs> but I do. I like to just know that we're consistent. <laughs> Do you well, like? It's the three times does that represent? Do you isolate each of us? Like, do you? If the first time you listen, do you listen yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Second time you listen to Steph. Third time you listen to me. Well, I'm Steph. Well, so I'm, I'm first time I listen to yeah. you. Senior moment alert. What's the matter with me? You're the one who just had a meltdown. <laughs> okay. Anyway, oh. so God, we're really we're, we're really turning against the meltdown was off air. Anyway, so Phil mm. Henwood says, um, to be fair, because f- I commended him on the fact that yeah, these yeah. three listens that's amazing, um, and he said, to be fair, the first listen was at five a.m. So I was in and out. Of Sleep, but no medals needed. Just a courier. Pat Val Cake will suffice. To win oh. now, I believe he lives, doesn't he live in New Zealand. He does. So, okay, you're going to sort that out. That'd be great. Yeah, to go well, to New Zealand. I, you did suggest I, I sort it out, and he yeah. rightfully said, "Oh, you can bring it with you when you come to Auckland to record the Upmost Sports podcast." Oh, Phil. that's the second invite we've had for him. Um, what, let's read if we don't go. He didn't say. He didn't say anything nice about me. What did he say nice about me? Oh yeah, sorry, that was on the bit I didn't print out. But anyway, so listen, Phil, the other thing, please tweet something nice about me so I don't feel left out. Yeah. Thanks, much love. Make Steph. sure you get onto that. Yeah, Steph. Um, now yeah. the other thing I want to say is Pogs. We've had a recent yearly AGM, um, annual, annual general meeting. In case you don't know what that means. Yeah, and we we're just <laughs> discussing some HR issues which we don't need to go into at the moment. But also we me. were looking for <laughs> look out for an announcement in the next few weeks, guys. Yeah. But we're looking for some feedback as well because we're looking at how the shows, the podcast is running anything you love anything you're not as keen on maybe constructive criticism so i was just going to say if you are one of our super pogs which we know you are and you've got any feedback we'd love to hear about it because we obviously value you a lot so get in touch just dm us at unmissables pod and it's a safe space so i promise none of us will you know we won't go on the defensive and more importantly it won't be read mm. out it's just for Boyd, us. i won't go on the defensive Boyd's looking mm. at me as if she'll go on the defensive I won't, what i learned about the announcement she, was she it, will but we'll muzzle her in the beginning it sounded like we'd had an agm mm. and we'd like there'd been like hr concerns now we're throwing it over <laughs> into the listen so if like you know any of us need to be disciplined <laughs> for bullying or something then yeah it's gonna... if you feel like yeah. any of us me are bullied at all by anyone boyd yeah then please do get in touch I think we all know who gets bullied on this <laughs> <laughs> anyway so pogs yeah get in touch with us yeah, anything anything you want what? to say about the podcast i mean i am going to make sure it's kept exactly the same for the rest of the time but equally i'm happy to listen to any <laughs> i'm joking Hmm. He's shoshing. He is. I can tell. Any yeah advice? <laughs> yeah, we will gratefully received. Is that it for tweets and stuff? Yeah, that's it. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, I why? Like... Do you think there's something else? No, no. But just, I'd like to make sure the segment okay, is over no, before right. we move on to the. No, yeah, it's definitely the over. Central segment of the meet. Right. The th- two thirds comedy special. Two thirds comedy special. Starting with hang ups. A new six-part comedy starring Stephen Mangan as Richard Pitt, a therapist 
with, it says here, a checkered professional career who finds himself at a crossroads in life. I'm describing this, the plot of this one. You may it seems okay. like you are. Because uh, I started and I thought, I could at some point hang over and then I couldn't find a natural break. No, it so I'm just going like to carry on. Fine. Got it. Um, Precipitated by a startling realisation that his life appears to be falling apart. He's a therapist, but he's got his own issues, you see? Yeah. Um, he is... Now, this, interestingly, this series is adapted from an American show called Web Therapy. Have you seen that show? It's very Phoebe much the kind of thing Friends. you would have seen. Yeah, it stars very Phoebe good. Friends, Lisa Kudrow, who she co-created it. Um, but this is kind of a different spin on it. So even though it is adapted from that, and it's like a British version of web therapy, it is very different. Stephen Mang is a therapist. And because things are going wrong in his life, he just starts to launch his own business in which he will um, conduct his therapy sessions with his clients on his laptop over the Skype or FaceTime or whatever you like to call it. Meanwhile, he's trying to do this living in a chaotic Rather lavish, I thought. It's a home. very lavish. Oh, very it's, nice. it's, a lavish it's a lavish London it's home. It's a lavish London home, which is populated by his wife, Karen, who is high flying, played by the great Catherine Parkinson of IT Crowd, mm -hmm. Humans. I was just going to say, Catherine Parkinson can do no wrong for me apart from Humans. Oh, yeah. You, sorry, she's dead to but be in this. She's amazing. She, Catherine Parkinson has dead to be in a dystopian drama. <laughs> Hold it? on. She's also in a Maltesers advert, and that's excellent. <laughs> a non dystopian Maltesers yeah. advert. Um, uh, they've got two teenage kids, Ricky and Izzy, but more than that, their teenage kids seem to have like a gaggle of friends who just hang out at the oh, house. Oh, yeah, waste and strays. Presumably because it's such a nice house. Mm. They just want to hang out there. Um, he's, uh, you meet his therapist, who's played by Richard E. Grant, who kind of he has sessions with the therapist on his laptop as well. Okay, just touched me. I don't know sorry, why. Sorry, that's, that's going to get brought up in the next. <laughs> I thought, might, I, thought might, I thought you might have been a grab to stop me from speaking. No, so sorry, okay, you've long. just been disciplined about this. Okay. <laughs> and, the, and the way the format works, the way the format works is, so we kind of see what's going on in the background with this family. It's kind of mostly filmed on his laptop, isn't it? Mm. That's the kind of idea of the show. It's um, USP, I think. That's his USP. Almost like the same way that Peep Show was unique when it started. Mm. It's all filmed from each other's subjective point of view. So it's got that clever thing. But after a while, you kind of just let that sink in. And then you see his therapy sessions with his clients. And the, in the first one, there's a very funny one with Sarah Hadland, oh. who is from um, Miranda. Yeah. And she was in the job lot with Russell Tovey. And she's hysterically funny as this kind of over-the-top, very sweary, very shouty woman who's dealing with a dog and it's cats. Two cats. Sorry, cat. Is it cat, not dog? Two cats. Two Bengali cats. Two cats. Sorry, two cats, not dogs. That's what happens. Kate. Ruddy <laughs> loved it. Ruddy, <laughs> ruddy loved it. Steve, Steve Mangan is fantastic as that stressed out yeah. father, dad. Do you remember he did Bliss? Yeah. We yes. reviewed it on this show. He also did, uh, it was in The Split. Two Lives. Yeah. Bliss, two lives. Yeah, he yeah. had. Yeah, he was living two lives in Bliss and then in The Split, the Nicola Walker drama. He was also, you know, very stressed out. He, he's he got such an expressive face. Yeah. He's fantastic in that role. So obviously he thought he was fantastic. Loved yeah. him. Richard E. Grant oh. as his therapist <laughs> is exceptional. It. I mean, yeah. But you mentioned it, you touched upon it briefly, and actually Sarah Hadlam was like the star performance in this for me because she is so good as, um, I think her name is Fiona. She's got issues, she phones him, she Skypes him to discuss it, and um, it all stems from her childhood where she had very little hair down below and was no, known as um, Baldy Tuppence. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what follows, honestly, is so funny that I rewound, rewound it twice to watch it again. Wow, yeah. twice? Mm -hmm. well, I was That's like you listening to podcasts. It, it, it is, <laughs> it is indeed. Now, I was, um, you did a little interview with him, didn't you? And I was reading that proof. Uh, we actually took an interview with him. I didn't conduct it myself. And what I found in the amazing... Magazine, you mean in the Heat magazine, in the heat out magazine. today. Now, what I found amazing, because I read that before I watched it, yes. and in that it talks about how much actually is improvised. Yes. And most of it is improvised. Mm. I can't believe it, because it's just so funny. I totally agree with you, Kay. Sarah Hadlin bit, I mean, that woman is just explosively funny. She's totally brilliant. Um, and I, I, there is, I don't have enough good things to say about this. I love the format of it. I am a huge, as I've already said, I'm a huge fan of Catherine Parkinson. I really wish they would do another It Crowd, but I can't make that happen because I don't have any power. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You I wish she'd stop doing the bloody dystopian drama and start doing yeah, the I just, sitcom. They, she should. Um, every, it's really, really funny. And Stephen Mangan, this is him at his best. This is what he does so well, like you said. This kind of character, because he makes you feel stressed, mm. which is... And don't you love the fact that, because this has a nature of the fact that he's got like he does it on this laptop he's got an yeah. abundance of clients that just like call in at any time it me it allows for so many excellent cameos and coming yeah. up there's so many more like there's joe joiner david tennant so many yes, great you see cameos a bit, you see a bit they show you a bit at the end mm. where celia imri paul ritter celia imri's his mum is from correct. friday night dinner oh, she's testing you 
Monica Dolan, Conleth Hill, Lolly Adafoke, John McMillan, Alice Lowe, etc. Charles Dance. Have we mentioned even mentioned his dad, Charles, Charles Dance? Because he mm. is fantastic. fantastic. Yes, it is a brilliant um, device, isn't it? To, uh, to allow them to have to the allow them. Yeah. Jessica Hines is going to be in it. Um, I th- I have seen the um, Lucy Kudrow original, mm. and I have to say it's a brilliant um, adaptation because the Lucy Kudrow original is kind of fairly basic in terms of she's sitting there in her apartment with a laptop, mm. giving um, sessions, to doing that bit. So it's, they've taken that very simple effect, and it started out as a web show on the web. So you watched it on the internet, and she was oh, that's great. Yeah, it was clever, and. Um, They've done. They've taken that kernel of an idea and they've expanded it, but very cleverly. Because I think the even the stuff in the house is really funny. Like the mm. idea that these, the kids are hanging out with their mates and won't leave the mm. house, yeah. and he's constantly complaining, telling them to just leave and live, yeah. <laughs> live their lives. There's funny relationships going on. Like the daughter's having, I think, got three boyfriends maybe and a yeah. girlfriend or something. Um, so even all of that stuff and what the teenagers say and how they are and how they yeah. behave is really well observed. Have you so mentioned like about a, the element of jeopardy? Did I miss you saying that about the fact that? He he owes money. And he owes money. No, I didn't right? mention that. So, yeah. And that's really so, good because then it adds yeah. a certain tension of like he's in debt because of his last failed business and the guy is kind of trying to collect the money so he's really stressed out about that. It's yeah. got a bit of everything. Yeah, Carl Theobald's character is the one he's constantly calling him up on his on the Skype asking him when he's going to pay <laughs> the bloody money. So yeah, you're right. It's got all of these elements. So it is. It could, there's enough for it to be just a really good um, family sitcom, yeah. really. Yeah. It's overflowing, that, isn't overflowing it? Overflowing with goodness and it's really good. And it's co-written by um, Stephen Mangan. Is it? Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. Hang-ups. How many stars, Kay? I'll give it four and a half stars. Staff. Four and a half for me. Uh, four and a half. I agree. No, oh, okay. Oh, it rare begins on the Channel 4, the fourth channel, next Wednesday, the 8th of August at 10pm. Do you know what else is on next Wednesday, the 8th of August at 10pm, Kay? What? Judge Romesh, <gasps> oh. as in Ranganathan, as in your mate. As in Friends of the Unmissable Podcast. Friend of the Unmissable yeah. Podcast. I mean, you know, we'll see it when he's on it. We'll <laughs> believe it when he's here with us, <laughs> chatting away, as you promised. Yep, he's coming. In the meantime, please God tell us what on earth this TV format is. Okay, well, who better to judge over domestic disputes, public beef, than Romesh Ranganathan? No I think one. you can agree, no, no one. one is better suited. Only Boyd. Yeah, but he didn't Only want to Boyd. do it. He was unavailable, too expensive. Mm, I'm about um, So, <laughs> Judge Ramesh, Ramesh Ranganathan, no legal training whatsoever, but, no. you know, a discerning eye for what's right and wrong and obviously a heavy dose of um, sarcasm. He presides over in his own court. Um, the the strapline is in Rom We Trust. Mm-hmm. And um, he presides over cases that are brought to him from real-life people. Um, and he's assisted by Kerry Howard from Him and Her, who is the um, court clerk. And also by Big Tom Davis, oh, our favourite, who is Davis. the bailiff and who is brilliant because he kind of both winds up the claimant and defendant, but also the public gallery because it's watched in by a real life audience. And that's about that's the gist of it. Every episode, he'll do a ruling over one or two cases, and hilarity doth ensue. It's Judge Judy. It's Judge Played Judy. Played for laughs, mm. isn't it's it? Essentially, Judy, yeah. It's Judge Judy, which in America is a, is a huge phenomenon, cultural phenomenon. Oh, isn't I watch I watch at least two episodes of that every day. Every day. Because yeah, I would like. Do you know what I like to watch it before bed? What? Do you? Settles me down. Settles you down. Judge Judy. Yeah. Wow. It's so quick. That's a revelation. Just, oh, they're I great. Mean, but it is, isn't it? That's essentially it's the same format, but yeah. totally play for love. So it's like we're doing this thing where um, people come to us, but they're real life people with real life disputes. Mm. But Judge Judy is funny as well. But Judge Judy's not played deliberately for No, I mean, she is an actual judge yeah, and, she, exactly. and her it's ruling, incidentally exactly. funny. Her rulings right. are final. Oh, right. But okay. this is meant to be funny. Yeah. Can Did you find, we all enjoyed Ramesh Ranganathan's travels in Things mm-hmm. Above. What was it called? Misadventures. That's the one. With Ramesh, of Ramesh Ranganathan. We all thought that was very good. We reviewed it yeah. on this very uh, yeah. podcast a few weeks ago. How does this stand up? I think this is even better. Actually, I, I enjoyed it more. I d- like, Big I th- words. Yeah, well, because I, I found the other one interesting and it's very informative. But if you just want to have a laugh, uh, this is a, kind of a real easy watch, isn't it? And it's like, it's very funny. It's not taxing particularly and it's not distressing in any way because it, each case is very funny. So like one of the first one is a husband and wife team, um, a.k.a. marriage couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, and That's what the, they're calling it these days. Yeah, you know? teamwork. That's a real um, wife duo. And uh, the husband is a prolific bargain hunter and buys a load of shit that they just don't need and she's had enough of it. And the second case is a um, 
two best friends, two guys, and one best friend organized a, a expensive holiday for them to go on, and the other friend is outraged because actually it turned to be a holiday from hell um, and a pickup course, like to get women, mm. um, because the other guy felt like he needed help and he was outraged by that. Um, so it's, it's just purely funny, and I really mm. like it. And it's, do you know what? A lot of improv in this as well, which I liked, and that's what Ramesh and, and both comedians do well. I just got to tell you the germination of this, where this all mm. came from. Oh, of course, because you interviewed him recently for I don't want to talk about yeah. it. But it's he said because dropper. at school, mm, no, his little son was involved in a little incident where another boy had like been mean to him and taken something of the, his son's. And then the both sets of parents were called into school to talk about it. And the teacher said, look, unfortunately, it's like he said, he said, so we, we can't prove anything, you know, so we can't actually, you know, what do you think we should do? Because we can't do anything. And um, Ramesh said that when he got into the car with his wife, Lisa, he was just like, of course, you know what to do. You just look at that guy, that other little guy. and He looks like a right little prick. Mm. So you just rule on the side of yeah. my son who looks, you know, he looks decent and he's yeah. obviously telling the truth. Yeah. If and you look I innocent... You're innocent. If you look like a murderer, you definitely did it. And that's how it should work. And so, um, mm. allegedly, mm. <laughs> that's not the right use of that, is it? Thank, <laughs> thankfully, in this case, what Ro what Ramesh judges, and he does actually, in, in one point, judge that one of them looks looks dodgy. Yeah, mm. um, isn't legally binding. So we just no, remain that clear. No, I mean, it's on TV you, and that you, stays forever. Steph, if it was you in charge, you'd insist it would be legally binding. I would binding. do everything but, in my power. Yeah, you would judge people on whether they're I do. the way they look. And I do. do I do. Every day of my life. this is just for comedic purposes. Yeah. yeah. But that's where it came from. And so yes. you thought, I know, that would make a good, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's a show. nice story. Steph, do you, what's, your, what's your feeling? I, the thing I... for me is that I will watch anything he does because I think if you're a fan like of his, his specific I mean I do but I will watch anything he does because I just find his brand of humour just it just he tickles me he, he tickles not you. literally but mm. he it's does another HR case. yeah <laughs> he really does I love him I love his sarcasm just find him so so funny um and I the thing about him is you think He's going to say something obviously funny because you think you can kind of guess his humour sometimes, I think. Mm. And then he says something so much funnier. I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but he's <laughs> oh, no, I, I like Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like the observation. You, think yeah. it, you go, oh, good. you know where he's going to go with that. But yeah. actually, he's so yeah. much more intelligent yeah, 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 and funny yeah, yeah. than you even think he is. He's, he's just brilliant. He's a professional comedian. But no, I, no, no, I'm not, oh. I totally thought it was good. No, that sounded God, you, more you, sarcastic. You, you had done so well Did you think it was a good point? Definitely, seriously, thought it was a good point. But it's kind of that is what he does. That's his stand-up. Do you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he will. A lot of the topics he does in his stand-up are fairly are the kind of topics that people all, all kinds of stand-ups cover. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he does a very good kind of but mini dramatic pause well, and then says that uh, something he else. He takes things further. Yeah. He makes unusual and unexpected observations. That's yes. Special. I'm totally backing up your point. Thank you. Bob. For me, this, the masterstroke of the show. I mean, I agree. What? Big Tom Davis. The double, double, yeah, double stroke. Yeah, good double act. Big Tom Davis and Kerry Howard, because mm. Howard, Kerry Howard is a comedic genius as well. She was in Witless. Did we ever review that? I was no, there. Sh those, these shows on the show, but we haven't. Witless is a very good BBC Three comedy, um, which there are two series. I'm sure you can find it on iPlayer or whatever. And she's a brilliant character actress, and she was fantastic in him and her as the horrible, despicable sister of, um, of the main character. And she's great. Russell Howard's sister, of course. Um, mm. And she's brilliant in this. Oh, she, I, Russell Howard's I didn't know that. that. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Two incredibly funny siblings. So... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Their parents must have funny well, bones. Exactly. Um, so I, I think the stroke is that you've got these three naturally funny mm. people All bouncing in this off format, each other. Bouncing off each mm. other, as you say, improvising, riffing around these quite well-cast funny people with their funny yeah. disputes. And it just really works really well. Yeah. Which is, I don't think I've said... It's my fault that it's actually on the Dave channel, um, which is part of the UK TV family. You know, there's this big UK TV dispute going on with Virgin, what? Virgin Media. No, what is it? Oh, my God. It's, if you've got, Have they stopped showing Dave on the something? More than that. You got them right as we speak. I mean, it may have been resolved. Who knows? It could be resolved any day now. But as we speak on this very day, mm. for the last, I think for the last 10 days or so, all of 10 of the UK TV channels, Dave, W, um, Drama... There's a Seven crimey more. one. I can't remember what the yeah. crime one is. Alibi? <laughs> alibi. I was going to say alibi. Yeah. Alibi. Virgin took them all off their platform. What? So if you're a Virgin Media customer, you cannot see that's any rubbish. of these channels. I know. It's oh, that is going to. Do you know what that's really problematic for people who like to watch Murder She Wrote on Alibi totally. at 7 30? Of course. But this, that this is, is a real problem. Dave, Dave is a brilliant channel. Dave, I watch Dave Apart every night. Apart from that Taskmaster thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't like Taskmaster. Most that people was, love that Taskmaster. Was, that was rubbish. I watch Would I Lie to You literally every night. Oh, yeah, you do. That's your favourite show. Favourite show. Anyway. 
If you're a Virgin Media customer, you cannot get access to any of these Why channels. Why have you done this? There's a big dispute. So Virgin says, <sighs> I mean, it's a whole big time. thing. I know you won't want me to go into it in too much depth, well, but quickly. A little bit of industry news. It was good to say because right. listeners who have Virgin will be furious. They can't yeah. watch this effing show unless We're they resolve this you. dispute. So Virgin says half of the channels are pay TV channels, as in you have to pay extra to have your normal package to get them. Half of them aren't, right? Half of them are free to air and on Freeview. So if you've got, so Virgin's issue, I think, is that they're paying too much for the privilege of having this family of channels, half of which should be free anyway. And they're also annoyed that not you can't do catch up on all of UK TV's programs. You know how like now every single BBC show is available on the iPlayer, yeah, or ITV shows. Yeah. They're saying that for some reason, even though if I've got Sky and you can see almost almost all of them, mm. Virgin has an issue with that. So that's what they say. But they're the ones that got that suddenly wanted to change the contract. Obviously, for years you could see all these channels. UK TV saying, "Well, why are you suddenly just changing the the rules this of the contract?" So you know what? So it's a bit. It's a. It's Does a, Richard really Branson still own it? Just about to say, Does, Dickie Branson yeah, needs, Dick to, get needs to get on to this. I, I imagine he's. A big show. Come yeah. on, Dickie. Right, everyone, let's start tweeting. Tweet Dickie, mm-hmm. see if he can, can't sort anyway, this whole thing out. Anyway, if you have got um, access to Dave on UK TV, you can see Judge Ramesh from Wednesday, the 8th of August at 10pm. Same time, annoyingly, as Hangouts, but record one, watch the other. How many stars are we giving Judge Ramesh Skay? Skay? Uh, five. Five? Yeah, going straight, straight off. I'm going to give it five, too. I'm going to give it four and a half. Why? Why do you hate Romesh? Because we gave the we gave hang ups, you know, which is a, a lavish, yeah, heavily is, scripted thing for an half. Um, it's a different proposition. It is completely that different. Did you it. Lo- did it make you laugh? Four and a half is a really good mark. What are you talking about? It's a huge recommendation. Well, it's half a mark away from five. I to everyone involved in that project. Yeah. Wow. I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry it's not wow. good enough for a five from Boyd. Also, wow. still apologise to Betty. Yeah. Right. Did I say when it was on? Yes, I did. Yeah, I mean, I've got the, something about Dave. The blah, fury, blah blah blah. The fury of, uh, of not giving it five stars. Wednesday the eighth, and in double bills, two episodes per week. You'd be pleased to know. <gasps> what a result! Finally, in the meat, Cardinal season two of the Canadian crime drama series, which is being known as Cardinal Black Fly season. It's slightly confusing because mm. it doesn't mean you know. How, it doesn't mean. Like, Flying ant season. It means there is a season of Black Fly. That oh. is what it's, why it's oh, called that's that. What it's yeah, called that is why it's called that. So it's not just another name for, as in a se- second series. It's literally Black Fly season. Is I don't think the anyone thought that. No, I, I know. Ev- I think that's everyone... why I'm explaining it. Okay, yeah. no, but I don't think anyone thought. I thought every. I think everyone thought it was Black Fly season. Like from Black Fly. Can I just say something? Sorry, I know, and I'm usually one to say let's have the not have these pointless interjections, but Flying Ant season is the worst thing ever to happen. Oh, ever. we walked home in Camden. It was a day. It Two days later, I was still pulling flies at um, oh, flying ants out, my, out hair. of my hair. I'm not sure if these are flying ants, by the way. No, they're, bl- well, they're black, black flies. flies. Black flies, yeah. it's completely different. So I don't know what the re- relevance is. Yeah. No, that's why I said it was pointless. Inter- oh, right. Okay, oh, fine. So you're, you're, are you giving a pointless injection that you're then going to criticise yourself for? Get annoyed with yourself for? If we can't self-critique, then who are we? Who are we, Who are we? Now, Steph, this is very much your territory. It's crime. It involves flies. And you don't have to read it. And you don't have to right read it. Right up my alley. What a treat. Yeah. Although if we dig deep enough, we could find the Canadian French oh, language don't version. Dig deep. So dig you could shallow. read it. Dig shallow. Okay. I didn't watch the first season of this. Nor did I. Which Nor is a crime I. in itself, but none of us have watched it. Ooh, I know. Good. Nice. So we done? Um, so when I first saw that we were watching something called Cardinal, I thought it was going to be some sort of papal type mm. thing. But it isn't. The young Cardinal. Yeah. Jude Law. So it's got a very sexy, sexy investigator. Investigator? Investigator. 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 <laughs> a very sexy... <laughs> detective called Cardinal yes. who is teamed up with another sexy detective who's a lady and I I mean I don't know about you guys but it seems like they've got a little bit of chemistry going on mm. I don't know whether they had an affair Lise Delorme yeah Lise Delorme played by Karine Vanas and um, he's played by Billy Campbell yeah, what's he been in well, before? Well, you recognise him. From what? Because I was stuff. thinking that Yeah. Right, you the find out what they're Cardinal. In. Anyway, okay, so He was in get this Dynasty I and knew I don't mean he was in something. I don't mean the, the original. Recent, the original. Wow. Yeah, I Luke knew he Fuller, was in he something. He played in Dynasty. He doesn't look that old. He was also in the American version of The Killing. He was in the film The Rocketeer. 
He was the, the Rocketeer. Yes, the Rocketeer. That's what I watched yes. the other day. I watched Rocketeer the other day. He is the Rocketeer. Mm. You know that? Yeah. He is the go. main guy. Yeah. He's quite a big star. That He's is quite such an underrated like film. 80s, 90s, yeah. Such an underrated film. Anyway, okay, in this, he's he's a detective. Right, so a young, confused young woman is found, okay? At the beginning, there's a scene where you see a woman running along um, and then shots are fired and she gets shot and she falls into the water. Now, you think she's dead, but lo and behold, she turns up at a roadside bar. She does. Strange. <laughs> it is strange. Okay, she doesn't know what's... She doesn't know who she is, how she got there, what the hell's happened. So the police, um, she's got this lovely red hair. The police pick her up and they take her into custody to find out she's like, I don't know. What... She's behaving strangely. She's behaving strangely. Yeah. She's saying strange things. And it turns out she's got a, she's only got a bullet lodged in her head. Poor, poor love. They've got to get that out. Yeah. She starts saying strange things when she's having the bullet dislodged. Which is kind of like fair enough. Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah. yeah. If anything's going to make issue. you strange. Yeah. Okay. So... The two, um, so Cardinal and his um, sidekick. Oh, sidekick? Can I say sidekick? She's a sidekick. I think so. Um, they're tasked with finding out what the hell happened to her and protecting her because God knows what's happened. In the background, um, there's a little bit of a situation with Cardinal's wife, who, I as again, I didn't watch the first Mrs. series, Cardinal. so <laughs> I don't know what's happened. But it seems like she's got some, she's got issues. She's got manic depression yeah. and she's got some issues. So there's some problems in the marital home. Yeah. And as I said before, I think there's a lot of chemistry between the old mm. cardinal yeah, and yeah, his yeah. detective Lisa. lady. Lisa and John. Um, okay, that's about it, really. I don't like you, well, I don't want to give anything a good else away. Up. No, don't give him anything else away. Please, God, don't give him anything else away. <laughs> this is it's going to be shown in double bills, a six-parter on uh, Saturday night on BBC Four, the big crimey, foreigny slot as in The Killing and The Bridge until it recently moved to BBC Two. How does it stack up? We've reviewed a few of uh, shows in this life, haven't we? And I've forgotten what well, they all are. There was a Spanish one that you loved, Kay. What was yes, that one? Yes, well, The Night and Day. That well, one. Knit and Dia. Or do you mean Sequineris? That one. Oh, yeah. God. There was the what one, a treat. Knit and Dia was, was very like, good. The Swedish one with the terrorists in the tube. Do you remember oh, that one? Oh, yes. yeah. That was good. What yeah. was that called? That was good. I can't remember what that was called. Okay. Um, uh, and now this one. How does it stack up? Steph. Oh, I really, I really enjoyed it, and not just because I didn't have to read it. Um, Lazy. I, no, I thought it was very, very intriguing. Uh, basically, the last ten minutes are in very fast-paced and exciting, and something happens. The, the correct use of riveting. The correct use of riveting here. Yes, they were very riveting. So if you think it's slightly slow, which it could come off as slightly slow, mm. um, the last 10 minutes, I think, really save it and will make you want to watch more. So did you think it was slow until that point? I did think it was a bit did slow. You? I did think it was very... a bit slow. God. The kids of today, maybe pacey, pacey, pacey. I like things pacey. The MTV generation. Also, thanks for calling us kids. What can I say? I'm well, very compared young. compared to me, you I, are. I'm a, I'm a young Babes. 37. I, uh, do you know what? I th- now, when it comes to these types of shows now, I can decide within about five minutes whether they're going to like it or not. You know we oh, did Dicta. Well, you know we did Dicta recently, mm. yeah. Um, on, which is on Channel Four still, I believe. Which on had yeah. rubbish um, opening credits. It did. It had, well, I was going to really say terrible. it had quite cheesy. Yeah, super opening cheesy. credits. It had a, quite a kind of basic feel to it. Like it didn't feel like a lavish, you know, n- cinematic um, series. And for right. me now, the, the stakes have been raised so high with t- cinematic television mm. that. If it's not going to be like that, and if it's going to be fairly basic, don't looking, bother. I, I will, won't bother. And if oh. the story feels quite kind of routine, I'm not going to bother. Whereas this, so what I'm saying is, I, this immediately got me. Ooh. I thought the I've got a spectacular, beautiful opening with setting this town in Canada, this fictional small town where she gets shot was beautiful. The forest and everything, really well shot. Um, literally shot. Literally shot. I love. I think the premise has got. An, uh, absolutely compelling premise the idea that she's been shot in the head she's got a bullet lodged in her brain mm. and she, but yet she's still functioning yeah. and has no memory whatsoever of mm-hmm. how that happened of who did it and that the, the police juror then have to like as you say protect her and yet try and at the same time find out what's going on and as you say there's this great last five minute thing that happens when they're yeah, trying to get a lead minutes, not ten, yeah. and the whole new thing yeah. happens in the f- last five minutes just to give you an extra impetus to watch the rest of it so I'm going to be watching this whole thing 
Well, I'm convinced. I think it's really good. Okay. Blimey. I look. I've actually got it written down. Cinematic running through the forest scene. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Openings um, scenes. And the only other thing I'd say is that usually I'm the one when we're watching these detective dramas say, oh, it's so refreshing when the leads don't have, you know, there's no past history of them of like them going to get it together and stuff like that. And that's really refreshing. But actually, secret, like truth be told, I do actually like it when there's a bit of sizzling um, sexual tension. So I'm well, now it's that. become or gone the other way, isn't it? It's become such a thing. I think where um, apart from the, of course the bridge where it did happen where, mm. the, where the two got together but I think it's almost become a thing where oh, the, uh, women and men aren't allowed to it yeah. feels like mm. it, it's know, a it's, point it's, of like yeah you. exactly it, it, are we not going to have them get together yeah. whereas it is as you say the fact there is sexual tension quite like it, it, feels, it is, I, I, I thought it was interesting as well it adds, adds to the to the rivetingness it, you've overused riveting of course <laughs> For comedic purposes. Okay, fine. I'm going to give Cardinal Blackfly season four stars. I also am going to give it four stars, although, you know, I don't like the Blackfly in the title. We don't really know why it's called Blackfly season yet. That's not explained, is it? We'll find out. It just reminds me of the flying ants. Okay. It's It's traumatic. Blackfly season. We'll find out. I'm going to give it four. Okay. What did you give it? Four. Yeah. What did you give it? I think we've all given four. it four. We're all in agreement. <laughs> okay. You said it as if it was a unique. If God, yeah. if you're not listening, what help, hope I do know. we have for the listeners? Well, she'll no listen hope. to it. She's got three more opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I'm just trying to make us consistently the same as we've been throughout this last year and a half. Cardinal <laughs> is back. This is season two on the BBC Four, Saturday, the 4th of August, 9 pm. Double Bill. A lot of double bills happening. Double this week. Bill. Therein lies the meat. And finally, it's this time. It's question time. Now, I don't know if you've looked at the printout I gave you, but the question, as you often don't, is often a surprise, last minute surprise. I looked oh, at it three Good. quarters of the way through. I've, I've, I've looked at it and I've got it written oh. down. Right. Thanks. I wrote nice. mine down, but only three quarters of the way through. come straight to one of you. The question is, inspired by Judge Romesh, what is the best law-based TV or film thing? Okay, you don't have it written down. You have written down fuck you all, which is not nice. Um, <laughs> what I would say is, first of all, some things aren't meant to be read out loud, right? And no. But it's in capitals, you know, in large writing. All okay, times. transparency was when they were attacking Betty, I did get a little effed, effed off, was it the right? Betty bit? I was, do you know what? I was going to have a competition for listeners there. They could have guessed at what point in the recording <laughs> of this podcast did you say fuck you I all? I think it was the did Betty bit. Did you write bit. down it fuck me over the you edge. all? I think it's it in, did. That is in at least 48 point type. Yeah, Ariel. I know, it was big. And also, do you know what's bad about this? I haven't even spelt fuck right, because in my rage I put... Foosie. Foosie, Foosie you all. Foosie, Foosie you all. You all. Yeah. If you had to that, we wouldn't need to put the uh, morning on the podcast. <laughs> The bad language. I just noticed that. As I, was, I was like, oh, no, I've, even got, I've got that wrong a little yeah. bit. Anyway, my answer is written down here, and it is the good wife. Predictably, oh. the good wife. Oh, yes. I know I'm a bit of a That's good wife That's becoming bore. your Sherlock. I, it is, I know, but it's just so, so good. And Steph... You haven't watched it, have you? <laughs> it is, I just, I just sunk in. <laughs> have you watched Sher- um, Sherlock? <laughs> no, have you watched The Good Wife? <laughs> no. Please do it, because you okay. will become obsessed with Alicia and all okay. of them. Do you know what I heard a couple of people saying recently? If it's going to be about The Good Wife and yeah, negative, no, I don't, I'm going to say Fussy, you, you all. It's not negative. A lot okay. of, some people are saying, some people are saying that the sequel, the spin-off series... It's is better. better. It's better. Mm. What's your feeling about that? The Good Fight, that's The Good called. Fight, yeah. With um, I would have Christine Gransky. And Rose... Yeah, yes. Leslie. Yeah, I would have agreed um, uh, up until the f- this last season right, right, because right. I feel like it was a bit patchy of the of the good fight of the good okay. fight. But it is because she um, Diane Lockhart, who is the yeah. main character of the the spin off, is exceptional. She's my CJ Craig, so I do get that. She's your CJ Craig. Mm. I thought CJ Craig was your CJ Craig. Yeah, my second CJ Craig. Okay. We've got to have two. What happens from, if something from happens to the first I mean, one? From yeah. West Wing, in case people don't know who that yeah, is. Of you greatest, should know them. The greatest character in the history of television. Okay. Mm. Yes. Um, Steph, who is your favourite law-based TV or film thing? Okay, I am going to say my one of my favourite films. I mean, I obviously, this is a really hard question for me because I love a lot of law-based things. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever talked about this film. Sandra Bullock and Matthew McConaughey, A Time to Kill. Yeah, you've talked about that before. Have I? No. Have you seen this film? Of course. From a um, John is, Grisham novel, I believe. This was, right... Now, we've talked before about how Matthew McConaughey had a little bit of a dip in the romantic comedy big years. Big dip, okay. big dip. Had he stuck to the road when he did a Time to Kill? He's absolutely brilliant as a lawyer in yeah. a Time to Kill. So yeah. this is it's a very it's set in the the south south set in the south south which is which is other known as the deep which south. is opposite of the north north. Yeah. And it's a story. It's basically a story. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. His daughter gets um, raped by some Ku Klux Klu- Klu- Klux Klansmen. It's light, mm, cheery. Yeah. yeah. And I'll definitely be a about, that tonight. And then he he 
takes his revenge and kills one of them when they get acquitted for raping his daughter. And then Matthew McConaughey basically takes on the case for Sam- of Samuel L. Jackson, accompanied by Sandra Bullock. Had he stuck down that path, he would have got to his Oscars sooner instead of having the small diver you'd have been his agent. to this romantic comedy because yeah. he's absolutely brilliant in that film. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it because also it's got Sandra Bullock in it. She's fantastic. I enjoyed that film. It's a good film. It's a great film. However, it's nowhere near as good as the, the all-time good classic uh, courtroom drama oh, I know film, The Verdict. That is a great film. Starring Paul Newman. Yeah, that is a great film. And I only watched that the di- other day. Directed by Sydney Lumet. It is I on Sky Cinema. It. That's what I was going to say. I watched it the other and day because it's, it's on there. I yeah. watched it again as well. And that's probably about the 20th time I've seen oh, it. Oh, I've never seen it before. So it's another one of my films that I watch regularly. Yeah. And, it, and I watched it in the cinema when it came out. I'm that old. Oh, wow. You're I think so it, I'm not old. even going to show it when it came out. But I think it came oh, out God, about 80 years 1980. ago. 80, 1800. 1800, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And I'll never forget. It was, I loved it then. Not twist, just dramatic mm, moments. It's very you know good. What I mean? yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's it. all about Paul Newman's defending this, you know, this very. Are you you're looking at your watch? Do you know no, what? She's got I, a little bite. I've been bitten oh, in okay. here. Oh. By I mean, pre- probably by a black fly. Anyway, <gasps> I think it's. I think black fly. I think it's the, the greatest courtroom drama in film history. Well, it's not because um, what I said was. No. But I'm also going to quickly sneak in another one. The funniest. It's not allowed. Courtroom yeah. drama in history is My Cousin Vinny. I haven't seen him. Mm. Oh my God, you've got to see My Cousin Vinny. With well, you just, said that, you just said that about the last one. Which one shall no, I prioritise? No. So the best... Okay, well, if, depends, if you're in a mood for comedy... Always. Oh. Vinny, Marisa Tomai and uh. Joe Pesci. And if you watch Seinfeld, you know there's a whole episode of Seinfeld revolving around George wanting to date Marisa Tomai. It's all about my cousin Vinny. It's hilarious. If you want um, the most dramatic, brilliant and moving courtroom drama of all time, The Verdict. Those are my two Hold questions. on a minute, though. Do you know what we haven't mentioned, which is a great courtroom drama? What's it called with Tom Cruise? Well, the fact that you can't mention it. Jerry no. Maguire. What's the it firm. called? No. The one... I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, uh, a few that? good men. A few good men. Oh, yeah, oh, a few good men. Come great. on. Okay, I'm going to give you that. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Okay. There's a lot of good cool. What I would just like to reestablish um, at some Armistad, point is the rules of question amazing. time. You just yeah. have one yeah. choice. They're still Armistad, talking. Is that, that's, the, that's the one with... Um, About the slavery. Yeah, that's a great... With, it's Anthony Hopkins in that, isn't it? Isn't yeah, I think so, yeah. That's I great. I think John Dan might be writing down. No, 12 Angry Men. You're John Dan. Oh, 12 Angry Men. Yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, he's also probably great. writing that. That is um, better. At some <laughs> Which point. Which also, I think, directed by Sidney Lumet, maybe. Not sure. Anyway, Kay, at some point, was about to say, at some point, we should stop this podcast. Is that what you're going to say? No, I just, oh. just want to, you know, we she should wants wrap to it up. to the bite. Look, it's actually getting bigger. I know. Oh my god, do you remember when you were younger and they said if you had like a little bite, actually it was like a, a spider bite and then loads of baby spiders would come out. Oh my god, I think what? that's what you've got. That is terrifying. Just saying. Oh. Fussy what walls. a to end on. If I'm not here next week, guys, I just want to say. <laughs> but do you remember that? Do you remember that? What yeah. do you want to say? Fussy you all. Fussy you all. Saying? Yeah, Fussy yeah. you all. And also, before we go, I'd just like to dedicate this episode to Betty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. oh, me too, Betty. Yep. Uh, thank you very much for enduring our petty squabbling and general foolishness we'll be back next week thanks for listening is it a goodbye from you goodbye from me guess what it's a goodbye from me too it's a maybe see you next week it's a foosie you all from Kay (laughs) see you all bye